This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, good morning everyone. We have Mamish, an amazing topic today. It's not long, but the Hashkacha is really uncanny. You can't, you know, what would you say would be the perfect Eon share to have on a blot of Ksubis this week? Say, what do you mean? A Rosh Hashanah that comes out on Shabbos. Okay, that we know. We all would have guessed that. The question is, how can, you, how can it connect to this page? Okay, you'll see, it fits like a glove. Let's review, but for this we're going to have to review something on Nun Beis and on Nun Aleph. The Gemara says, uh, the Gemara is trying to, the Gemara has the following question. There's a Takan of the Chachamim called Ksubas Benin Dichren. What's Ksubas Benin Dichren? Ksubas Benin Dichren is that if a man has two wives, <clears throat> he gave each one a Ksuba. Let's say he gave one uh, 800 Zuz and the other one uh, 1,000 Zuz. And this woman came in with a dowry of a million goats. The other one brought in 500 goats. And they both die. So he inherits both of them. When he dies, technically, his children should inherit his whole estate, including both Ksubas, equally. But the Chachamim wanted, the Chacham were afraid that if uh, a father who's going to make his daughter desirable for marriage is going to give his daughter a dowry and then if her daughter would die and the husband would inherit it and then kids from a different marriage would inherit that, a father would might be reluctant to give a big dowry. So in order to encourage big dowries, the Chacham made a takana of Ksubas Benin Dechren. Namely, that ultimately, if the woman dies and then the husband dies, the children that she had from her marriage with that guy will inherit her Ksuba. That's called Ksubas Benin Dechren, and the motivation is, The Gemara had a kasha on that, because let's think about what's taking place over here. The Gemara's kasha is, wait a second, this father who's giving his daughter a dowry, he has a lot of money. He has a lot of assets. He has resources. He has properties. Should he die, who's going to inherit it? His sons. But now by writing it to his daughter, he's basically taking possessions away from his son and giving it to his daughter. So the Gemara had a kasha. Mi ika midi. Is there something that the Torah says a son inherits and the daughter doesn't inherit? And the Chachamim come along and they make a takana that the daughter should inherit? So this question troubled me. What do you mean? The rabbis are not saying that even though the Torah says the son inherits and not the daughter, the rabbis are not saying the daughter inherits. The rabbis are just encouraging the father to give their daughter bigger presents so that people should want to marry them. They're not taking away Yerusha. The, the father's alive. What do you mean? Is there something that the Torah says the boys inherit and now the Torah is saying no, the girl inherits? But apparently, since ultimately, if one day he dies, the boys are supposed to get all his money, if the Chachamim are going to be masaking something that the guy is giving money to his daughters, it's going to come out that, you know, in the end of the day, instead of his sons ultimately inheriting this, the daughters are. But, but realize that it's not like the Chachamim are taking anything away from a Yerusha. It's an ultimate, it's an eventual Yerusha. 
From here we see, Rabbi Isai, a very important principle. And that is, if there's no precedent in the Chumash, the rabbis are severely limited in any legislation. Even though, this is not like the Torah says, you're not allowed to give a gift to your daughter. What's the Gemara's Kasha? Does the Torah say you're not allowed to give a gift to your daughter? The Torah says, whatever is left when you die goes to your sons, not your daughters. So what's the problem? You're now giving the gift while you're alive. But since eventually... If you die, that property would have gone to your sons. If there's no precedent in the Chumash, then we can't legislate that you should give the property to your daughters. And the Gemara says, in fact, there is precedent in the Navi Yermia, where it sounds like you have to do whatever you can to marry off your daughter. And what could that mean other than giving her money? Fine, that's the first thing I want to point out from this Gemara. The next Yitzayid. The Gemara has various questions about Ksubas Benendichrin, that why don't girls inherit? The Gemara says it's like Yerusha. Why do you only inherit from Meshubadim? Because it's like... Uh, right, right? The Gemara asks, why don't girls inherit? It's like Yerusha. Why don't you inherit... Why doesn't it go to Metaltalin? It's like a Ksuba. Why... Why don't you uh, collect from a Shubadim? No, because it's like Yerusha also. And then the Gemara asks the question, Why does the din of Ksubas Benendichrin only apply if after the children of both respective wives divide, there's still a dinar left for them to split? Right? There has, there's a din, it has, there has to be Moisar dinar. If there's no Moisar dinar, then we don't apply the Takana of Ksubas Benendichrin. Why do you need Moisar dinar? Says the Gemara, because if there's no Moisar Dinar, we're being Oiker Yerusha Da'iraisa. Because the guy died. He lives over, besides the Ksuba, if he doesn't leave anything over, then you're not being Mekayim, the Din Da'iraisa that Yerusha is divided equally. So the Chachamim seem to be limited. This is another limitation of the Chachamim. Not only are they limited, that if we don't have a precedent that you could give gifts to your daughter, you won't be allowed to. But in a, in a situation where the only thing that's being uh, inherited is the Ksuba, we don't apply the Takana of Ksubas Benendichrin because you cannot be Oikar Yerusha Da'iraisa. So from this Gemara we learn two principles. That when the Chachamim legislate, number one, there must be precedence in the Torah. Number two, they cannot be Oikar to, um, they cannot be oiker concepts completely. They can only be oiker if to a certain extent there's still a remnant of the Dindar Raisa. Now to me, this sounds very, very similar to what is known as Hataz Hayadua, the well-known Taz. We actually once spoke about it on a Wednesday night, and it was a Taz that I, I became so excited about, and then I saw Rav David Cohen of Coney Island Avenue wrote an entire Sefer on this Taz, the name of the Sefer is Hataz Hayadua. It was even out of print, and he sent me, I called him up, Rabbi Pesach Kron was there, he answered the phone, he explained to Rabbi David Kohn what I was looking for, and he sent it in a, in a vehicle, and he sent me extra to give out at the shir. The Taz talks about this principle three times in Shulchan Aruch, and this Gemara seems to be a riot to the Taz, and we're going to see right now. Um, here we go. 
Um, and you're going to see this has, if you want to know what this has to do with Rosh Hashanah, it could not have anything more to do with Rosh Hashanah. The halach is we don't blow uh, shofar this coming Shabbos. Shabbos is going to come and you're not, we're not going to hear the shofar. Why? Takana de Rabbah. Mishim Shema Yitlenu Biyadai Lelech Eitzel Baki. Because we're afraid you might take it to a Baki. Takana de Rabbah. You might take it in your hand to ask a Baki, Lomoy, to teach you how to do it. There's a famous Kasha on this. The Kasha of the Mizrahi. Rebellion Mizrahi, the foremost commentary on Rashi. The Hiksha HaMizrahi, this is the Taz Arachayim Simintovkov Peiches. By the way, Hilchai Shoifar is in Tovkov Peivav. Rabbi Yaakov Emden says, Gematria Shoifar. He asked, nami nigzar shema Stam, you should always it should always be prohibited to blow shofar on yamtif, because you're now to play a musical instrument on yamtif because you might come to fix it. So why don't we say if we're willing to forgo the mitzvah daraisa of shofar because shema yavirena then we should always forgo the mitzvah of shofar because shema yisakin klishir. This is the famous kasha of the mizrachi. Veherich Bazeh, the Mizrahi speaks at length. The Mizrahi doesn't give an answer. Says the Taz, Since Shoifar is not a musical instrument, but is for a mitzvah, then it never comes under the category of musical instruments. The rabbis only legislated on musical instruments. The rabbis never said, you're not allowed to ride a bike on Yom Tif, I don't think. You know, I'm not saying you're allowed to. I don't think you should. Children should not be allowed to. But let's say, the rabbis never said that you can't use, you know those toothpicks with the string? It looks like a little harp. I don't think, you, maybe you're not allowed to because it might cause you to bleed. But there's no isser of handling that on Shabbos because oh, you, you, if you, it looks like a harp, so you might, uh, you might fix it. The answer is they only ask for musical instruments. They don't ask for strings. They, so they didn't answer, answer tubes, right? You know the paper towel thing? When you're finished with the paper towel, there's no, I don't know if that thing is muksa. Maybe it's muksa for a different reason. But what do you mean? It's a tube. The rabbis didn't answer tubes. They answer musical instruments. Shoifer is not a musical instrument. Al-Kenloi Gazru. That's the first answer of the Taz. We're going to focus on the second answer. The famous second answer of the Taz is, V'oidnerli letaretz, De'ein lohem ligzar velakar legamre devar Torah shetzivsa letkoya the rabbis cannot outright uproot a mitzvah in the Torah. There's a mitzvah in the Torah to blow shofar. So if you're going to make a gzerah, shama yisaki and klishir, then we would never blow the shofar. But the Torah says blow the shofar. The rabbis will see either they can't or they don't want to head, confront the Torah head on. The Torah says do something. The rabbis can't say no, we're going to be oikret legamri. I think it's very parallel to what we just saw in the Gemara, that even though there's a takana benin dichrin, but not if you're being oiker yerusha legamri. There has to be moisar dinar. If there's not moisar dinar, then this is a violation of the taz. Ah, this would also answer the famous kasha the ran. You're now to blow shoifer on Shabbos, shema 
why are you allowed to do Mila on Shabbos? You might carry the knife, you might carry the baby. Yeah? So some answer, well, Mila is Chal on the Bezdin. We're not Goizer on the Bezdin. The Tirates, um, Ah, says the Taz Hayadual, Nicha. There's an explicit pasuk in the Torah that you do Mila on Shabbos. What is that? Uvayoim Hashmini Yimo Basar Alasai. We already know you do Mila on Shabbos. You already know there's a, there's a mitzvah Mila. Why does the Torah reiterate Uvayoim Hashmini Yimo Basar Alasai? It's a special drasha that teaches you do Mila on Shabbos. So Loi Rot Sulakar Dvar Torah Beferush the Chachamim. You see, look, look carefully. Not that they're not able to. They don't want to be Oikar Dvar Torah. Al So, we have two illustrations of this. The Chachamim could say, don't blow Shoifar when Rosh Hashanah comes out on Shabbos, because there's no explicit Pasuk that says you blow Shoifar when Rosh Hashanah comes out on Shabbos. It just says you blow Shoifar. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Shabbos. So the Rabbis will come along and say, don't do it on Shabbos. But to make a Gzera, Shama Yisak, and Kleshir, they'll be being Oikar, the Gzera, Legamri, completely, under all circumstances. So that they don't want to do. And that's the reason why we don't make a Gzera of Milan Shabbos, because there's an explicit pasuk of Yom Hashmini Yimam Basar Alasai. By the way, the Taz reiterates this chiddush in Choshem Mishpat Simon Beis, as well as in Yeradeya Simon Kuf Yudzayin by having Hanaf from Chelav. I want to bring to your attention that the Shal Shetshuvah Heichal Yitzchak, Revizek Halevi Herzog, who has a very interesting chakira. Is the pshat yesh lanu laayin beetzem haklal shel hataz im hakavana shebedavra mafurish betayr laheter ain koyach biarcha chamim laser? Is it that the chamim don't have the ability to ela sheyesh lamakach, or they do ela sheim gadru laatzmam? They confine themselves kedei shaloi lasis makam letzedukim laradois, because otherwise the 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 hamoynam will rebel. They're going to think the rabbis are out of control. So is it that they were not empowered? Or they choose not to? And he says the latter. He says they choose not to. Now this is, uh, this is what I was getting at. Now let's go back to Daphnon Aleph Amabes. And you're going to see Akasha Atsuma on the Taz. And I'm very happy today. What? What about Lulav and Esther? Lulav and Esther on the first day of Dairaisa, the rest of the days are the Rabbanon. So Rabbi Asi is asking, have a Lulav and Esther, the first day of Dairaisa. Yeah, um, all seven days are Dairaisa, B'mikdash. B'mikdash, all seven days are Dairaisa. So there's still, you're not being Oiker, Legamri. Okay? In America, that's why, um, yeah, many G'daylam were makbed to go to the Kaisal Hamaravi all seven days of Sukkot with a lulav to Mekayim, lulav da'iraisa. And it could be it's an Indian. It's a taka. Many people go for Birchas Kaihanim. Perhaps more important is to go for lulav. You hear? Okay. Now we're coming to the question of the century. This is one of the most lambda shakashas you'll ever hear. 
I'm upset. I, I almost had it. I, I, when we were learning the Gemara, I, I, I didn't crystallize it. Actually, I was talking to my friend John Talansky. He told me Rabbi Kivager quotes it from the Taz, almost. I mean, he quotes the Shar HaMelech who asked this question on the Taz. That it's a kasha on the Taz. I want to share with you that I'm very happy because this all-time great Lamda Shakasha, I want to tell you who asks it and hits the nail on the head better than I've seen in uh, any Sefer, the Chida. This Givaldige Lamda Shakasha, the Rabbi Kiveger cites, is the Kasha, the Chida. Okay, you ready? And he asks it in his Sefer on Halacha, Berke Yosef. Avuha de Shmuel. Remember Avuha de Shmuel? And Afnonala from Abayz, Avuha de Shmuel says, if a woman is raped, she's also to her husband. Why? But she's Ulanar Laisasa Davar. It says, She wasn't forced. That implies if she's forced, she's permitted. No, Avuha de Shmuel says, we're afraid she started off being raped, and once she got into it, she did a Baratzain. Okay, you hear this? Avua de Shmuel says that a woman who's raped is usher to her husband. Comes Toysus. Please look at Toysus Nanalafama base. Is this din de Iraisa or de Rabbanon? This chshash of Avua de Shmuel, bottom Toysus Nanalafama base. This chshash of Shmuel, that we're afraid that maybe she did Baratzain. So Toysus says, what do you mean? It says Chayshinan. We're worried. That implies Durabanan. Says Toysus, it has to be Doiraisa. Why? Because if it was only a Din Durabanan, we're going to make a woman leave her husband because of a Chshash Durabanan? The rabbis would never do such a thing. The rabbis would never, for a Chshash Durabanan, take a woman away from her husband. Says Toysus, so therefore it has to be the Iraisa. Okay? And since it's the Iraisa, therefore she's also to her husband. Question. The Gemara asks, according to Avu the Shmuel, but the Torah says that Oynes is mutter to her husband. To which the Gemara answers, eh, it's talking about where she was screaming the whole time. Question. What's Toysus' question? Let's, let's clarify Toysus' question. Toysus asks, What do you mean, how do you have a case of Oynes? But it's... Right, the Gemara asks, According to Avua Shmuel, How do you have Oynes to Shari Rachmana Hechemeshkachasla? Frek Toysus, what's the problem? It's only Asr Midrabanan! Taisa says, no, it has to be Dairaisa. 
Because if we're taking her away from her husband, that has to be Dairaisa. But Toysus is Mashma. If it would have been Xera Drabanan, then we have an answer to the Gemara's Kasha. The Gemara wants to know how do you have a woman who's Nenas and permitted to her husband? The answer is Midairaisa, she's permitted, and the rabbis answered it. That means Toysus is willing to entertain the possibility that even though the Torah says a woman who's raped is mutter to her husband, the rabbis answered it. Says the Chidah is a raya against the Taz. Toysus has a kasha. Toysus' kasha is, what do you mean? What do you mean? Maybe Avu Dishmol is a Dinder Says the Chidah from Toysus, we see he doesn't hold like the Taz. But what do you mean it's a Drabanon? The rabbis cannot come along and say that if the Torah says a woman who's raped is permitted to her husband, the rabbis can't come along and say she's also, we see from Toysus they could. It's a raya against the Taz. Whose kash is this? The Chidah. It's really earlier, the Shar HaMelech. Between Kedushin and everything else, Kedushin is al Kedas Moshev We've had this concept that the Chacham have the ability to uproot a Kedushin because you're marrying Kedas Moshev Yisrael as opposed to... Uh... No, but right now, the Torah says that if a woman is raped, you're allowed to stay married to her. Toysus seems like he would say, it's okay for the Chachamim to say, you're not allowed to stay married to her. So we're on that part of it. So it's not going to help to say they're Oikar the Kedushin, but why is this woman not allowed to stay married to her husband if the Torah says she is allowed to stay married to her husband? Them, usually daughterized to the Chachamim try not to be Oikar, but by Kedushin, Bedafin Kedushin, they have the authority to do it because the Kedushin is Kedas Moshe Yisrael. You won't do it every single time. You only do it in certain scenarios, not in a case where she's technically supposed to be Mutter Midaraisa. No, the, the rabbis wouldn't do it in this. In this case, it, the fact that they're allowed to tamper with the Kedushin d- does not create an Isser for her, does not enable them to say, the Torah says she could stay in the house. How, why are the rabbis, uh, upro- uh, what are the rabbis kicking around? Because they uprooted the Kedushin? That doesn't make her usher to him. Even with their ability to be Oikar the Kedushin, but we're not on the Kedushin step. We're on, could the lady stay in the house with him? So how could the Chachamim answer it? Look at the Kasha the Chidah inside. It says, Ulefum Riyatak Tzaz Kasha Mehada Aminam Beksubis Amar Shmuel Eishas Ish Shenensa Asur Labala Chayshinon Shemat Chilasa Ba'oynes V'Sayfer Ratan Uparech The Gemara asks, Oynes V'Shar Rachman Hechem Eshkachas La V'Katsu Atoysus Afagav V'Chayshinon Ay, it's only Drabanon but from Toysus, it's mashma that Toysus is will, willing to answer the Gemara by saying that you know how you you know how even though the Torah says she's mutter she's aser she's only aser midrabanan. Mashma diva Torah to mishum the savrohud the svarohud the rabbanon lohim oitzin oisay alkach only because of the reason that the rabbis would not take her away. Amtulahachi, because of that, Mukhruch, it's it has to be Dimidai Raisa Asar. Ha i have Xeris Chachamim. But if it would only be Rabbinic, 
it's reasonable that they would ask her even though Medarai says it's permitted it says she wasn't forced but if she was forced she's permitted Now, Rabasi asked, what about Lulav? So I, I was madcha the question, because you're not pushing off Lulav completely, because Lulav is still the rice of seven days. But the Chida has another question. Because if you look in the Medrash on Parshas Emar, the Medrash Darshin Zulakachtem Lachem Biyoim Arishain Biyoim Afilu B'Shabbos. According to that, there is an explicit Pasuk. Like Like Right, like Another Pashtos of Biyoim Arishain Ulakachtem Biyoim Arishain is... Um, is Medina. but there is a there is a, a medrash, not in the Gemara, a medrash. Now it happens to be regarding this whole Taz. There's a famous Chakira of the Prima Gadim. Um in the Psicha Koyleles, where the the Prima Gadam wants to know, medrash chazal, oy In other words, this din of the Taz, is it only if the Torah says explicitly, or what if we learn it from a drasha? Now, according to uh, Rav Herzog, it's an interesting chakira. Because if the, if the reason is, Rabbi Isai, that it's not that the Chum don't have the power. They don't want to because the, of the Tzadokim. But if the whole din comes from a Gzera, um, uh, that the Tzadokim never agreed to in the first place, maybe they would. The bottom line is, um, it's really amazing, from our Sugyung Subis, you see Akasha on the Taz. I want to show you in the Shar HaMelech. The reason, one of the reasons I picked the Chidah is, you know I love the Chidah, but also the Sharmach is very hard to read. He brings, I'll read to you here, Me'ahi de Garcina in Parag Narash in Espatata. Daf Nun Hei, to say Nun Beis, Nun Aleph Amar Beis. Amar Avud Eshmol Eishas Yisrael Shenensa Asur Labayla, Shemot Chilas Vanas Veshtoifah Baratzayin, Vekoswa Toysas Dechayshina Demedai Raisa Kamar, By the way, the ta I want to just show you in the Rishonim already. The, do I have it here? Yeah. 
The Chiddush of the Taz, the Meiri already said, a Megillah Daf Gimel Amid Beis. Look over here, number seven. Yesh Metartsim Shalula V'Shafir Megillah Nemar Aleim B'Feirosh Shir Nasim Shabbos Rashut Min Adin Mitzat Sheinu Malacha V'Achad Yesh Mem Chashas Malacha Dinu Sheyirchu. Avo Mila Lehed Yehutu B'Shabbos V'Loi Hichmiru B'Kula Haksuva Lehed Other Rachwainim say maybe they were afraid it wouldn't be in Niskabel. Uh, we discussed the Taz Hayadua in the following context. Just remind you. The Chachamim came along and they answered Pasakum. Um, what, what did I do? Yeah. The question is how could they answer Pasakum? The Pasuk says, Al That Amun should have brought you bread. So that means the Torah is saying the bread of Goyim is Mutter. So how the Chachamim come along and answer it. But for our purposes, we brought it in Legabe Shoifar, and uh, apparently it seems from Toysvis that Toysvis does not subscribe to this Taz Hayadua. Okay, Rabbi Say, have a wonderful day. Can you hear me how I said in the Gemara, in our Gemara, if not being the Chachamim wouldn't be coming to offer a mitzvah, it wouldn't be saying that, wouldn't be coming it would just be saying that the woman can't be can't go back to the can't go back to the husband. Right. Not that they're not uprooting any mitzvah. It's not like Lulav or or, or, or Shofar that they're you know it's not going to be a mitzvah. Right. But they're uprooting a pasuk though, because there is a pasuk that says that a woman who's forced is mutter. So you say they only won't uproot. A biblical commandment, but a biblical permissibility that they're not as, uh, you know, we have to understand why wouldn't they? But it's okay, I hear there, there, there is a difference. By the way, Rabbi Kiveger says, regarding the halacha, that charging ribis to a nachri, the Torah seems to say it's a mitzvah to charge ribis to a nachri. The Chachamim gave an Isra Drabanan under certain circumstances. So Rabbi Kiveger wanted to, uh, Rabbi Kiveger says, so you see that the Chachamim could be oiker, even something which is a mitzvah ktsas. So Kivegar says, whenever the prohibition is somewhat based upon um, biblical source, they could be up, they could uproot a dairaisa. Lamaisa, according to that, this might be an answer. Why? Because, maybe according to this Rabbi Kivegar, David, you ready for this? this is a, who's here? Ready? Chiddush Noira. The Gemara brought, um, no. The Gemara actually brought a riot to Rava from the Hilai Nespasa. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, we'll, we'll hold it over here, okay? We'll hold it here. Shkayach. Shkayach. Rabbi. Yeah. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.